Welcome to BFR Radio, a podcast dedicated to all things BFR. This podcast is proudly sponsored by sportsrehab.com.au, where if you want to buy your own BFR cuffs or you want more information about the type of training or you just want more information, this is your one place to go. And I'm your host, Chris Gavilio. Welcome back to this month's episode of BFR Radio. And with this episode, I'm looking at the sport of rowing. And the article is actually called Low Intensity Rowing with Blood Flow Restriction Over Five Weeks Increases VO2 Max in Elite Rowers, a randomized control study. And it appears in the Journal of Science and Medicine and Sport. And it's actually quite a new study appearing in 2020. Appeared in my Twitter feed and it really resonated strongly with me. And the reason is typically when we look at BFR type studies, a lot of it focuses on resistance training, walking, or very generic type aerobic or strength training type activities. And actually, I started to see an increase in studies looking at actual sporting activities. Therefore, I thought this is really great because there's a lot of rowers out there. And, you know, with respect to this sport here or any type of elite aerobic type activity ways to increase vo2 max in a more specific manner i think has great application getting straight into the article here when we look at the background to the reason why they want to look at this bfr with rowing the endurance and strength capacities are recommended to be trained separately as interference effects between strength and endurance stimuli can hamper simultaneous adaptations processes of both components while long-term strength adaptations require relatively high loads, peak performances and endurance disciplines can be mainly induced by comparatively high training volumes. Now, when we think about elite rowers, they have high training volumes. And I've actually seen some elite rowers train. And not only do they do a lot of aerobic work, they also lift quite hard as well. So having this tussle between getting strength improvements, but also getting their aerobic improvements as well. When we look at recent research with BFR training, it's been shown that it can elicit improvements in both strength and endurance capacity at the same time. Besides noticeable strength improvements via BFR resistance training, significant improvements of maximal VO2 max and time to exhaustion has been reported in other activities such as cycling and walking. However, BFR has not consistently been shown to enhance aerobic capacity. In general, VO2 max improvements could be induced via decline in both oxygen delivery and metabolite clearance during the use of BFR. Referring into the sport of rowing specifically, bearing the predominant aerobic metabolism during 2,000 metres rowing, VO2 max is considered to be of a paramount importance in determining rowing performance. Accordingly, BFR training could be seen as a complementary training approach during conventional low-intensity rowing sessions and training macro cycles respectively. This might be particularly interesting in the light of training intensity distributions of low intensity training that accounts for 90 to 96% of the entire training volume in elite rowers. Therefore, this study aimed at investigating whether the application of practical BFR during low intensity rowing might serve as a stimulus to increase highly relevant surrogates of rowing performance. Moving on to the methods now, they recruited 31 elite rowers and it was designed as a randomized control with parallel groups. Looking at the actual characteristics of the athletes they recruited, they had 16 with the intervention group, that's the practical BFR, and 15 in the control group. And they had on average around four females 
to 11 to 12 miles per group. And the other two really interesting facts here, aside from the age, height and weight, is the rowing experience in years. There was no difference between the two and that was around eight to eight and a half years of rowing. And the prior training volume was approximately 18 hours per week. So once again, these are elite rowers out of Germany and they had around eight years of rowing experience and they would do around 18 hours of training per week. As an overview, endurance and strength performance parameters were collected employing a VO2 max ramp test and a one repetition maximum squat test. As the title alluded to, this was a five-week intervention where both groups had the same training frequency, volumes, and intensities. With respect to the intervention group, they applied the practical BFR during the low-intensity endurance rowing training in the boat or on the rowing erg, whereas the control group completed the same training without the application of practical BFR. In general, the athletes of both groups completed rowing of low, moderate, and high intensity. Cross-training, which consisted of running and cycling, and also strength training to the same extent. The Patrickle BFR group was performed on the lower limb and was conducted three times a week and exclusively used during the low intensity training, which was below an individual heart rate, which corresponds to a blood lactate concentration of two millimoles per liter. During this training session, the Patrickle BFR was only used for two 10 minute sessions interspersed with a 10 minute break. A little bit about this Patrickle BFR, what they did here is they used elastic knee wraps and after initial maximal stretch of the knee wraps, this was to reduce the effect of material slacking at later time points, the elastic knee wraps were pulled around the participant's thighs and were marked with permanent ink at each quarter of every rotation. These markings were used to ensure that the wraps were only pulled to 75% of their maximum length. The extent of the blood flow restriction of this practical BFR method has been successfully validated in other studies. The strength test, which was a squat 1RM, and the endurance test, which was a VO2 max, was conducted in a randomized order. Briefly, the VO2 max data was collected using a breath-by-breath system, applying a ramp test protocol, which was 30 to 40 watts per minute increase, depending on the performance level of participant, on a Concept2 ERG. VO2 max was defined as the highest average oxygen uptake over a 30-second interval. The power at VO2 max was determined as the average rowing power during this time interval. VO2 max was met if oxygen uptake failed to increase with progressive work rate, so there was a leveling off or a plateau of oxygen uptake was present. In this context, a plateau was defined as an increase in oxygen uptake of less than 150 milliliters per minute. With respect to the squat 1RM, the only other point to really mention here is that they used a depth where the hips were below the top of the patella, therefore achieving a really nice deep squat. In the paper, which if you can get your hands on it, I really urge you to, in table two, they have an overview of training parameters during the interventions. It has a really good breakdown of the percentage training with respect to what they would do within the week. And they looked at percentage time for illness, the volume of hours per week, sessions per week, strength sessions, low intensity training, threshold training with rowing, high intensity training for rowing, and also cross training activities they performed. Therefore, the results they're trying to find here are pretty simple. Did the introduction of passive BFR using elastic wraps on the upper thigh, did it improve VO2 max and strength over five weeks of training? When we look at VO2 max, the addition of BFR actually showed a significant improvement of 
around 9% for this five-week intervention, whereas the control group showed no significant changes. The maximal power output increases were only observed in the passive BFR group, and this was around 15%, and this was significant, whereas the control group did not show any significant improvements over this training intervention. With respect to the strength assessment, squat 1RM increases were shown in both groups, and with the BFR group, it was around 5.4%, and the control group was 4.6%, although these changes were not significant. No baseline differences on anthropometrical data between the groups were also observed. And additionally, their training logs also showed no significant differences between the groups as well. Therefore, the key finding of this study underpins that five weeks of passive BFR training with an overall cumulative stimulus of approximately five hours led to large and remarkable increases of VO2 max. This is incredible, something really simple to the addition of some low intensity training, which once the athletes are accustomed to it, actually is not bothersome for them, actually leads to huge improvements in VO2 max. And these improvements in VO2 max was observed in highly trained athletes where their VO2 maxes were greater than 60 milliliters per minute per kilo. If you actually want to know what the specific numbers were, which I actually didn't go through in the actual results, the BFR group, which had the 9.1% improvement in VO2, the group had a pre-value of 63 milliliters per minute per kilo and improved to 69.7, whereas in the control group, it went from 63.2 to a non-significant increase of 64.9. That was only a 2.5% increase. Here we have elite endurance athletes where we can still elicit a response. And we've seen this with some other athletes is that how do we find that 1% or 2% which in athletes that have been training for a long period of time, being able to make these kind of changes are quite hard. So therefore, these type of interventions in this respect to using BFR in rowing training has really great application here. Despite the large increases in VO2 max, they didn't observe any relevant improvements in strength performance. The authors think that the current study considered BFR as an additional complementary strategy to high-load resistance training, which they're already doing. Based on this line of reasoning, current results might indicate that BFR cannot generate higher strength adaptations, in other words, improvement in squat 1RM, than high-load resistance training. And one thing I've always said as a side note is, is that when you're working with athletes, load is still king. BFR is a positive adjunct to strength training. But, you know, if you're training elite athletes or athletes that can lift high loads, you still need to go down that route. And you can still use BFR as an adjunct to other methods which might produce a slightly better result for that session, such as hormonal priming, improved warm-ups, and so forth. Back to the discussion here, the authors also said that in addition, High volumes in endurance training, such as around 10 to 14 hours per week during the intervention, may also account for the inhibited force adaptations, since interference effects between strength and endurance have been repeatedly reported. Overall, the present data indicates that BFR may serve as an adequate means to increase VO2 max in highly trained endurance athletes. This is particularly important since VO2 max is considered to be an essential surrogate parameter of rowing performance. Ultimately, BFR provides a feasible, promising, and beneficial complementary training stimulus to traditional rowing training. Overall, the present data indicated 
that the training-induced improvements of VO2 max from low-intensity rowing can be improved by something simple as an easy application use of elastic knee wraps, as this practical BFR method showed. So although we didn't really get to understand what kind of pressures they use, practical BFR in terms of literature has been reported to be a successful method in BFR training to get those responses and adaptations that we typically try and do. In some settings, I would probably try and push towards a more objective method of understanding the pressures that you use with your athletes. And especially when you have elite athletes in some organizations where you want that level of objectivity, but you want to know that the methodology that you're giving to the athletes is safe and has been proven with some level of greater rigor taking into account individuality between athletes. Because as we know, in some rowers, you have that disparity between lightweights and heavyweights, and you want to be sure that you're giving them the type of BFR pressure, which is going to give them the most optimal response. Irrespective, I think this is really great food for thought with your athletes that you're training with. When you're looking also from a safety point of view, you know, BFR is a relatively safe intervention to give to your athletes. Therefore, it's something that A, is easy to do. And if it's low intensity, that it's easy to put into your training programs with little adverse reaction to their session. And then, you know, over a small four to five week training block, you can actually start to test to see if they've actually improved in their performance. And therefore, are they a responder? And if they are, is that something you can give to them over time? Now, when you'll start to look at other type of studies out there, there seems to be an indication around some form of BFR and high-intensity training, and then therefore, could you find ways of using BFR in other type of performance parameters in rowing or in any type of other sport as well? But that's probably for another study at another time. I hope you can take that and then employ that into your own group there, so whether they're rowers or cyclists or other endurance-based athletes. And if you do try it and you do it and you get some sort of positive response, get in touch with me and we'll put you on the podcast so you can actually share your story. So it'll be really good to hear someone's actually listened to this and applied it in their own setting. See you on the next podcast. In the meantime, if you have any questions, remember to get onto me through my socials or through my website. Thanks for listening. And that's all today for this episode of BFR Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to take part in the podcast, please contact me through my website or on social media channels at Chris Cavillio. For more information and to order a set of your own BFR cuffs, please visit my website at sportsrehab.com.au. Thanks for listening and keep the pump. (laughs) 